looking to reduce your energy bills, Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps. We offer bespoke solutions for a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! So, Celtic take the spoils in the first Old Firm derby of the season. Big controversy, but that moment of magic of Kyogo Furuhashi, the difference between the two. Barry and I were on yesterday with John Hartson. Andy Walker, first time we've seen you since the game. What did you make of it? I didn't think there was a lot of quality in the game, but in the end, I think Celtic maybe deserved it. They could have perhaps scored another couple of goals in the second half, um, you know, making better use of uh, hitting Rangers on the break. But of course, the the big decision in the in the first half, Rangers being denied a goal, has has just grabbed all the headlines. Barry, we got your take on that yesterday, and we will again today. Overall, you've had twenty four hours to think about it. Rangers wanted, kind of needed a win yesterday at home. Yeah, still frustrated, Paul. If I'm being honest, um, I agree with Andy. There wasn't a lot of quality um, from both teams. I thought they were um, certainly Rangers were very wasteful in the in the final third, and that's something I'm sure it will be worrying Michael Beale. He needs more quality from the the front um, players. There's no doubt about that. And now they're going to come under um, a fair bit of pressure, Paul, because they need to start delivering. They've had now four weeks or five weeks. Um, they've had, what, 10 or 11 games. And now people will, will start to assess the, the, the new signings because they've had the time to settle in. Now it's all about producing and they need to start producing as soon as this um, international break's over. What about that man, Kyogo, and the way he took his goal? It was a yeah. difference. That, that was the the only bit of quality in the game and um, that's why I think Celtic have signed him up in a, another long-term contract. Paul, he's a, he's a quality operator. There's no doubt about it. For what Celtic paid for him, was it £4 million, £5 million? Mm. I'm not too sure. But over the last couple of seasons, um, the amount of goals he scored. And listen, he had a pretty quiet game. But it was that one moment where Rangers defensively made the mistake. And to be fair, to beat Jack Butlin, who's been in brilliant form since he's, he's came to Rangers. Um, it was a, an unbelievable strike, to be fair to him. Andy, were you surprised that so many of the signings over the summer didn't start under Michael Beale's team? Or what did you make of the lineup when you saw the two? Celtic didn't go with the, the new signings over the weekend for different reasons. What did you think when you saw them? Yeah, I wasn't too surprised with the Celtic lineup. Um, I think the big surprise is that when you look at Celtic, they're, they're under strength. Their, their best centre-backs weren't available. Hatati is injured. You know, Jota's away. Um, and you look at Rangers, they'd, they didn't have any injuries apart from Barisic. And I just expected more from the Rangers players. Uh, I expected more quality. I don't know who the game changers are. And I think when you've brought, you've bought rather all those players and you still revert to Kemar Roof, to Rabi Matondo from last season, I, I don't know why these players who've been signed on decent money, uh, I don't know why they're, they're not getting a start. And obviously, you know, they're not making an impact in the big games. And Rangers, yet again, have lost a big game when it mattered. Let's go on the lines. The first up, it's a big Rangers fan. Sean is on from Glasgow. Sean, good evening. How are we doing, guys? All right? Yeah, Hi, Sean. how are you? Sean? I'm disappointed with the result yesterday. Um, to be honest, 
I don't think that team's any better than last season and I think questions need to go to Michael Bell. Is it time for him to resign or the board need to uh, have a word with him because it's an international break of time today, something, but because we can't go and continue like this. Cause I don't even know if this team's even good enough to compete in the Europa League. I think Rangers are went right backwards because any big game, we're just, I don't know, it's, we're just flat. And look at, look at the players we, we got ready. I don't, Who's the wingers at Rangers? We don't have a winger. It's a good question, John. Ask me. I was speaking to quite a few people yesterday after the game and and today. You look at the four forwards that's left. Yeah. Morelos, Kent, Sholak, and Sakala, and obviously they've been replaced with Dessers, Danilo, Sima, and and Lammers. And that question mark remains. Is an improvement in last year? At this moment in time, it doesn't look like it is. Andy, do you think it's a, an upgrade, an improvement? Not yet, and uh, you know we're we're already you know Rangers have played a lot of games. What, ten, eleven, twelve games? Uh, they've had the qualifiers, they've had uh, cup games, they've had league games. They're already what four points behind after four games. And if you're a Rangers fan, it has to be a big concern because I, I can see Rangers dropping more points. And you've now got uh, three old firm games, and two of them are at Parkhead. I don't see Rangers making up the gap. I can see Celtic getting better. Bring back your recognised uh, first-choice central defenders. Get Hatati back into the team. The confidence that you already have from uh, winning at Ibrox. Um, I can only see Celtic getting better, improving. Do they have to win the League Cup, Barry? We touched on it yesterday. Yeah, I yeah. said two weeks ago, it's a must, Paul. There's no doubt in my mind. And I'm not being disrespectful to Livingston, who they drew in the quarter-final and who already is still in the, the, the tournament. Rangers have to deliver that League Cup in December. There's, there's no doubt in my mind about it. And the fans will demand that. Look, they were unhappy and they've got every right. Listen, they, they pay good money and they want to see. I thought, leading into the game, I wasn't, I'm wasn't. i never overconfident in an old firm game, but I thought this was an ideal time to get Celtic. I'd watched Celtic a couple of times, certainly watched them last week against St. Johnson. I thought they struggled. Celtic. And they did. Um, yeah. So... I thought they were there. Um, you've got to be cautious, no doubt about yeah. it, but they've, they've still got really good players. You look at Celtic's front three and Callum McGregor in the middle of the pitch, but I thought Rangers would have come away with something and that, I think that's what's frustrating and disappointing um, the Rangers fans at this moment in time. Sean, stay with us. Here's another Rangers fan on. Brian, Brian, good evening. Hello, guys. Um, hello, Barry. Uh, hello, you? Andy. Hi, Brian. How yeah. are you doing, Brian? So what are you thinking? Um... I just want to make a point to Barry Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. fire away, Brian. Um, there's a guy yesterday, Derek, I think his name was. I can understand why he was angry in that. But my message to the Rangers fans is, I, we're upset what happened yesterday. We know it's not good enough. But what they've got to remember is, it's only early September. Let's get behind Michael Beale the players because I believe we can get better this season we're still, go, we're still in Europe we're in the League Cup we're only four points behind Celtic as you said yesterday Bar- uh, Barry Rangers have only played four games there's still 34 to go so my message to the Rangers fans is let's get right behind them because there's going to be a lot of twists and turns and I believe we will be better than last season. Barry, 
Well, it's refreshing because I know I know a lot of people have bumped into a few people the, today, and they're, they're angry and they're yeah. frustrated. That, that that's natural after coming up against your fiercest rivals. But watch, watching Rangers, I, I want to see an improvement. I'm sure Brian agree that it's the, in the forward areas they got into some great positions. I thought they worked it really well getting into wide areas, but it was that final cross, that final pass, more shots on goal. I need to see more for the. Where the money's been spent this season and I think that's what's frustrating quite a, a number of people it's frustrating me because I don't think they're bad players but you need to get up to speed as quickly as possible Paul it's only four games I get that but remember there's been four European qualifiers there's been a, a League Cup game against Morton as well and I, I, again you don't get much time when you're in the, the, the west of Scotland and they need to take use this this international break Paul Go and work on the training ground and come back fighting and scratching because that's what they need to do. Sean, what would you say to Brian who says it's really early in the season, get behind the team? See, to be honest, but it was kind of getting like that last season, so I, I, I'm a, I disagree a wee bit because I actually think last season, I wasn't ever a fan of Michael Bill coming back because I don't think he should have ever been back at Ibrox because he, he done with Gerard walking out and all, but done a Brenda halfway through a season so he's no except to ever in my eyes no unless he wins the league and then obviously let bygones be bygones but the football Michael Bills played we play like maybe 20 minutes a wee bit good and then we just we fall away again it's just no game we actually play brilliant in a game you go well done it's just too sloppy for me and to be honest I don't want Michael Bill at Rangers at one more day I think when I you ha- I think when Rangers had so much of the ball yeah. I don't remember Joe Hart making any great saves. I think he made one good save when he when yeah. he when he advanced to to stop um, yeah, Danilo Danilo yeah. getting a, an attempt to go. He, he he shut down the space. That was a good save, but he was he was right up next to the striker. It was good goalkeeping. But apart from that, mm-hmm. everything was routine. I mean, they, they had Celtic pinned back, but I think Celtic were happy because I think that was one of the uh, the one to use to hit Rangers on the, the the counter. But you've got to pepper the goal. You've got to make the defenders defend. You've got to make the goalkeeper work. And that was the frustrating thing when I was watching the game. Because um, as I said, they get into great positions. It was just that final bit of quality which you would expect with the, the signings that have been brought in. That's why they've been brought in. It's the hardest thing to do is score goals, but there's been a fair bit of money spent um, on these players. Sean, if you win the League Cup, the via play, um, you think you feel differently about him? Because we can hear you. You didn't want him as your manager, but he is your manager. I know, obviously you've got to need to defend them, but I don't think the League Cup's good enough um, a year and a half into a job, one, one trophy, because let's be honest, Michael Bill was part of Gerard. Gerard was at Rangers four or five years, one trophy, that's no exception. If that was the other side of Glasgow, I don't think Andy Walker would be like a Celtic manager, it'd be four years and win one trophy, and then come back as a, a manager and win maybe one trophy again, I think. Four or five years at a club, you only win. Nah, it's not good enough in Glasgow. Rangers or Celtic. Well, I can remember playing in a Celtic team that wasn't winning. And Billy McNeil gets sacked, Liam Brady gets sacked, Lou McCarry gets sacked. Uh, second is useless. And, uh, you know, they were chasing a, a a good manager. And it was, I think it was Tommy Burns that eventually began to turn it around with good players, an attractive style of football. And, of course, he, he won a trophy. But still, he couldn't get the league and, and Fergus binned them. Well, you can understand the fans feeling this way, though, can't you? Yeah, um... I, I was I was part of teams where 
fans were, were, were angry and, and frustrated and giving you a bit it's just the way it works up here the, the demand of you yeah. if you don't produce the goods you're going to get it um, in the neck that's just the way it is I, I just hope these players can handle it because yeah. I've not been used to it because I don't care what anybody says and I'm sure Andy will agree with me it's a, it's a different animal up here with Rangers and Celtic if you're not winning um, and especially when you're coming up against your fiercest rivals when I thought it was a brilliant time to get them um, and you go away with zero points and, and Celtic are now four points ahead but again there is 34 games I think it's far too early to be calling for the, the manager's head I'll stand by that he's done a, a rebuild and I still think you've got to give him um, a bit of time to go and show that this team is more than capable of delivering trophies to Rangers this is what Michael Beale said to Sky afterwards about the fan reaction listen I understand it I understand it we're in there and, and having uh, honest words with each other as well you know the week that they've had they've supported their team over in Heinhoven and today and they expect us at home certainly in in this game to put on a strong performance and get a result and we didn't get that from today so it's not no different for Rangers as it is anywhere else they supported the team for the 90 or 100 minutes however long the game was on and at the end, they're frustrated with the results. So I understand it. We know we have to uh, get better results for them in this game. And, and that's what we'll be working away at. Andy, if you were the chairman at Rangers, what would you be doing today? Would you be putting an arm around the manager and saying, look, let's talk about it just now. Got the break. Barry said, you know, they've got time now before it starts again in two weeks' time. What would you do? Yeah, I think you, it's be, you, you have to highlight the fact that it's beginning, beginning to look like Michael Beale's team. He's got all these players in. I think the Rangers board have backed him to whatever amount of money they, they have spent. The, these are his players. They've been identified. They've been brought in early. And they got through that first qualifier. Couldn't manage it against PSV. A wee bit of a, an embarrassment in the end, losing so heavily away from home. And it could have been worse. But this was the game because uh, Celtic were under pressure and Celtic were stretched. And that's not Celtic's strongest team. Nowhere near it. And uh, as Barry was saying there, I think Celtic at times are quite happy to sit deep. You know, Rangers had a bit of pace in the team. Let's deny them that uh, space in behind. Let's try and hit them on the break. And I thought uh, Celtic were wasteful on the break. They should have scored uh, one or two more goals and uh, you know that that would be the way you would look at it from a Celtic point of view but uh, they got the job done and that's why they're champions Sean before you go then final thought would you, well, you the manager's going to be there they've spent that money I mean I don't know when you're going to see Danilo and people like that Barry to come in the ones that yeah. they spent big money on and the fans will want but to see there's them there's big expectations Paul they've paid I don't know exactly the price they've paid for Danilo but five six million pound mm. I, I might be wrong but that's what's been reported I want to see more. That's a hell of a lot of money for Rangers. And we're not seeing them start games. There must be a reason behind that. I get it takes a bit of time to settle. You're coming to a new country. You're having to move house. Things like that. You're having to get used to the environment. But they need to, they need to start producing the goods, Paul. Because um, you can't fall further behind Celtic. And as you mentioned, you've got Europa League coming up. I think looking at the draw... I would look to be getting out of that that, that group stage. Mm. And I'm listen, they're, they're decent teams, but they're no top teams in my eyes. I, I and would, then you've got I would say Barry, I would say Barry, the the Rangers team under Giovanni Van Bronckhorst would or, or Steven Gerrard would get out of that group. I'm not sure this Rangers team under Michael Beale will get out of that group. I haven't seen 
Michael Beale's team play really well and get a victory in a big game. And that's why you have to still question how good, bad or indifferent they are. Yeah, we're still to see the Michael Beale team, haven't we? The new, how well, he wants we are, to play. The thing yeah. is, we are seeing his team. But <laughs> it's not good. They're not turning it on. And no wonder eh, the supporters are unhappy. He was asked, where is his team at at the moment? In terms of the two teams on the pitch, there's... It's the result, and whether people talk about big words about mentality, this, that, and the other, I think there was nothing between the two teams there. I thought we were the team in the ascendancy, and we missed big chances, and there was we we give away a really poor goal. Uh, I think both teams will play better and and grow as the season goes on. It's important that we do. Barry, to be fair, he didn't concentrate too much on the controversy about the goal that was chalked off, which we'll talk about after the break. Um, how do you feel he handled it yesterday with the media, Michael? Beale? Yeah, well, in my opinion, it is about mentality. You need to have mental strength to to overcome. Um, I mean, I look at the, the, the bigger games, you, you need to find a way. Sometimes it's it might not be pretty and free-flowing football, Paul, but you need to find a way when it really matters to win games of football. And look, I look at it, there's been three knocks this season. First game at Kilmarnock. PSV, now, I'll be honest, PSV, in my eyes, were a level above. They're a better quality player, but getting beat 5-1 there is a way it, I mean some of the goals they lost were, were, were pretty poor and that, that was the sorest one you, you can't for everybody. say by, Michael Beale can't say in the one sentence and the one day they better not underestimate us mm. you know talking about PSV yeah. and then when they play PSV and get battered with 5 could have been 6, 7 or 8 without the the goalkeeper pulling off those saves and then say nah, we weren't ready for it this was this was too early for us it doesn't make sense mm. The difference between being the coach and then the manager and the leader of the football club, isn't it? Of the football department, it is different. Because when you did say that, don't estimate us. You'd want people to underestimate you, then go out and yeah. you know do the business. Yeah. Sean, what's your final thought? Well, just hopefully it's a good week. Good luck to Scotland, and hopefully they <laughs> get a good one on Friday. Beat, um, is it Cyprus? Cyprus. It is Cyprus. Cyprus a free, free four now, and then going to the England game and hopefully get a. 2-1 victory against uh, England. Thanks, Sean. Keep up the homework. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! 0808 17 17 700, the day after the old firm derby. Celtic taking the spoils at Ibrox. Kyogo scoring... Uh, well, two minutes into time added on just as we were heading to halftime. We did the classic thing, Andy, with Barry and John Hartz and I said, John, summary of the first half, nil-nil. Mm. Of course, Celtic scored just at that moment, the curse of the commentator. Only takes a moment and he is someone who's got a big mentality for that game. Five goals against Rangers last season and he's already up and running now. G-A-R The Go-Assisted Referee On the Go Radio Football Show With CSD Air Conditioning Experts in commercial and residential air conditioning maintenance So we know where to start tonight Rangers today are demanding answers from the SFA Over that controversial refereeing call In the defeat yesterday Should referees have to explain decisions after the match? Barry, we had your take yesterday I'll ask you for it again in a moment or two will we ask Andy given that uh, you weren't with us yesterday what did you make of it when that moment and Lagerbielka's on the ball seemed like for what five seconds dispossessed uh, by Desers crosses the ball um, goal I think what you have to do Paul is you have to go back and see what VAR was introduced for Mm -hmm. and I was at the presentation which I thought was really 
slick, really professional. And I distinctly remember asking the question, so if I think it's a foul and I'm the referee and you don't think it's a foul in your VAR, or the VAR won't get involved. I didn't think there was any need for VAR to get involved there. I thought it was a coming together. There was a tangle of legs. And I think you're just getting someone else's opinion. I thought the referee was in a good position to see what took place. He didn't give a foul. Had he given a foul, no problem. Because, you know, you wouldn't have had that... Um, you know, forward play where Rangers actually get a goal and the whole stadium has erupted. But I thought it was a poor use of VAR because it's very subjective and uh, I don't understand why VAR wanted to get involved because it's not right, it's not wrong, it's just another opinion. You should always leave the big decisions to the referee on the field of play. And I don't think there was a clear and obvious error for VAR to get involved. And that's what we were sold. And, you know, you look at some of the other decisions over the weekend, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Dreadful. Barry, what do you feel now? Yeah, I think Andy summed it up perfectly. Mm -hmm. But let the referees ref Mm -hmm. the games. Let's Um, ignore... We've got to ignore, Barry, the colour of the strips here. Exactly. Why why did VAR get involved Mm -hmm. when we were all told it wouldn't get involved when it's very subjective? And if you go and watch it, Andy's spot on Don Robertson is in a perfect position. He sees it, lets the, the, the play move on. Obviously, Dessers drives into the box, cuts it back, and it's a goal. Um, and I've watched it a number of times, Paul, and I think it's a shocker of a decision. Is the referee being told, most times if they go to look at VAR, they go with VAR, don't they? I've only ever mm. seen it twice where a referee, nope, I'm happy with my decision and I'll go for it. Mm. And I think sometimes there's a recommendation that you disallow it. I don't agree with, with that language. And uh, I just don't think there was any need for VAR to get involved because is it a foul? Yeah, it might be. might not be. And everyone can debate it. And you need to be forensic to look at, uh, you know, the tangle of the legs. And even then, you'll still get people who will come down one side or the other. VAR was meant to come in to to correct horrendous decisions. You have got this badly wrong. Uh, here, in this instance, I think the ref's made a judgment and you stick with it. The referee on the field of play, he's always got the ear of the players. He can sense the, you know, how the game is flowing. He's got the relationship with uh, the captains, every everyone else. And I don't think there was any need for VAR to get involved. I'm just seeing on Sky there, Andy, your game at the weekend, Aki's goal, we'll come back to that. Barry, uh, the referees can't agree. There's Dermot Gallagher and he said... Yeah, again, I've watched a number of ex-referees have their opinion and it's split right down the middle. Um, But for me, I'm just giving you my opinion. I think it was... um, I think the referee made the right decision with letting it go and obviously VAR's get involved and obviously the the referee has changed his his decision, which I find... Barry, I find it, strange. it is also a piece of nonsense that we're led to believe that we've gone from getting 92% decisions correct to 96 It's utter guff. These subjective decisions, they're not right or wrong because you can you can make a call either way. You can't just put it down, oh, we, we got that one right. Absolute nonsense. And you sh- we are, we are not, we are not, VAR is not being used and we're not helping our referees um, especially some of the decisions this weekend were, were just horrific we're just seeing it just now on Sky as well the, yeah. you look at the Celtic players they're, they're no challenging nothing when the game's yep. 
in full flow there when Dessers is obviously breaking forward. He's just been caught sloppy on the ball, the, the Celtic defender. I think if he'd given a, a, a foul immediately, you'd have said, oh, he is lucky there, mm-hmm. Lagabielka. Yep. He's got away with one. The Rangers fans, they thought it was a goal. They, I mean, they thought it was anyway, but when the referee came out, they, I think they thought he was pointing, yeah, goal stands, because yeah. nobody in the ground certainly thought there was anything other than a goal, because the story was Lagabielka was on the ball for so long. Yeah. I've just watched it again. He's been caught yeah. on the ball... He, He's looked to play it forward, mm. then he's looked to play it back to Joe Hart as he's lifted his foot back to play it. Dessers, he's put his foot in front of it, he's kicked the back of him and Dessers has obviously went on and squared it to Kemar Roof who's put it in the back of the net. And for me, as you're listening to all the pundits and everybody, oh. the ex-referees, it's split down the middle, but my opinion, um, it Va- should have Var was, Var was sold to us as helping the referees because when they get it badly wrong, Var will clear it up we're taking away the responsibility from the referee in the middle of the park which we shouldn't do because you want your referees to be strong to be firm to be fair and I think too many referees now are relying on VAR to correct their errors it's not right we're not we're not using it to the uh, the best of our ability and to be fair Barry you didn't use that then you said no there's plenty of time left in the game for Rangers to yeah to... that happened in 28 minutes Oh, listen, uh, the, the referees made a decision, albeit the wrong decision, but there's still enough time in the game to go and, and win it. I'm not going to use that as an excuse, no, no chance. Um, and obviously it's a sucker punch at the, the end of ha- um, the first half. When I look at it back, Rangers have got to defend it better. Um, I think Conor Golson's header can go up, up the way. Um, and then obviously John Shooter's caught no coming up yeah. as quick with his, his fellow defender and Kyogo finishes it off brilliantly but then you've got a full 45 minutes mm-hmm. I, again I expected more for Rangers as I said they get into some brilliant positions Paul it just that final bit of quality just wasn't there so I'm not going to use that goal being disallowed as the reason why Rangers lost the game we're going to go back on the lines in a second or two Ross is on Andy Barry, just before that, the Kilmarnock goal. So what happened for those who missed it? So it should have stood, but the referee, Kevin Clancy, yeah. had, he'd blown for an yeah. infringement. Even before that, he'd given a penalty that was not a penalty. VAR had to clear that up, right. thankfully. But then when you uh, uh, a cross comes into the box and he spots uh, a jersey tug and a fraction of a second later, uh, Finlay headers it into the back of the net. And for the referee to admit to a manager, I didn't think he would score. Wow, oh, just no. just apply the laws of the game. Just let it play out. And if you think it's a penalty, then blow. But it was a horrific decision. And of course, it's um, it's made worse by the fact that Kamala actually missed the penalty. They don't get the goal that they should have. Can you imagine that happening in a Celtic Rangers game? I mean, can you imagine uh, Miofsky for Aberdeen yeah. against St Mirren last weekend when inconclusive because we've got VAR light, we've got a version of VAR that's quite light, and we didn't have enough cameras to absolutely pick up what happened there. Um, so this Rangers demanding answers mm-hmm. from the SFA, all the clubs should be asking, why are we not using VAR properly? Why is the standard of refereeing going down when we've got VAR? That's the big question. And every club should be asking that. We can do so much better. Barry, I know you, did, you don't disagree with that about the Kilmarnock situation. I couldn't believe my eyes when yeah. I was watching it. 
as Andy says, it's a split second. Let him go. Um, it's a, I mean, it is a penalty, no doubt, but it's a brilliant finish from the, the Kilmarnock player. And then what makes it worse, as Andy's mentioned as well, they miss the penalty. And then obviously, um, what he says to the manager, uh, that blows my mind. Terry is on the line of Celtic fan. We've got Ross as well. Terry, did you have a point about the VAR decision at the Old Firm game? Uh, uh, how are you doing, guys? Hello, Terry. I'm just listening to Andy and Barry discussing this, the VAR decision. Like, you know, I'm a Celtic fan and I, and I, I agree. It was a soft, soft decision. If it goes the other way up the other end of the park, you're shouting for it. But VAR's there to correct the referee. The referee let the game play. They just scored the goal and the goal, the, the, the game was pulled back because it was a foul. And the letters and the law have discussed this last night in sports. And you are discussing it as if VAR go this all wrong. And the letters are the law of the game. He's impeded the defender. He stopped the ball, the player from making the contact back. So it's a foul. And that's what VAR's there today. So VAR done with his job yesterday and corrected it. Now, I know it's Terry, no. Terry, it's, it's a that. subjective call. We've already had a lot of referees saying, yes, it's a foul. We've already had a, a lot of referees saying, no, it's never a foul. 100% not a foul. I think what you that's saw that. there, Terry, was a very subjective call. It's neither right nor wrong. So just leave it up to the referee on the pitch. That's I my totally, point. I totally get what you're saying, Andy. I totally get what you're saying, right? But this happened at St Mirren last season with, with Sands. They got the foul. It also happened in the Champions League, the Europa League, last when Rangers were playing Dortmund as well, you remember. These things happen. <laughs> hey listen we'll never Terry we will never get rid of controversy yeah. but uh, it's the use of VAR that we, we've we got a tool here that we should be using a lot better and there was just no need for VAR to get involved yesterday That that's the only point I'm making forget about who was playing forget about the colour of the strips let's look at how our referees use VAR and have used VAR now for a season and we're now into the, the second season. It's been a shambles, an absolute shambles. We can do a lot better, and that that's my point. Barry? Yeah, I, I would like to... Terry, what, what was your opinion? Did you think it was a foul? Me, personally? Yeah. I get soft. I think the goal should have stood. In my, in my own personal opinion, and I enjoy it, when it came broke back, I was smiling, I was happy. I mean, I was having a debate with my Rangers fans and pals today. It was soft, but as Neil, as, as Neil McCann said last night in sports, it's a bit like the handball rule. Some of the handball decisions that Vavre did last year was absolutely shocking. I mean, yeah. some of the decisions, it was getting to the point where people were going into the boats and chipping the ball off people's arms to get penalties. Yeah. I mean, that was... I, I, the VAR, the VAR, my opinion, and I totally get what you're saying, guys, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a question of opinions. It's a shocking decision. A shocking rule, so I don't decide. It's a shocking rule. The rule shouldn't be there. Sure. Well, Terry, it's nothing about the rules or the laws of the game. And forgive me, I didn't see a uh, sports scene. And I know we've all got our opinions, but I've heard, I've listened today to former referees who apparently know all the laws of the game and they are 100% convinced it was the right call and they are some others are 100% convinced it was the wrong call. So I think when it was sold to us to, to everyone in Scottish football this is how we'll use VAR the referee has made an absolute ricket a clear and obvious error I don't think it was I just think it was a very subjective call if he'd given a foul 
no one would be up in arms, obviously, because uh, you know it doesn't lead to that uh, that goal incident. It would have been brought back immediately. But he was in a good position. This is my point. He was in a good position, and he let it go. And you're now listening to someone who's just got another opinion. Yep. Here's Ross, a Celtic fan on the line. Thanks, Terry. Ross, what do you think of that decision? Um, well, first of all, hi, Andy and Barry. Hope you're all well. How are you doing, Paul? I know what you're First, a quick one, Barry. You're definitely not, not a cheerleader. So that guy yesterday was absolutely... <laughs> Not I appreciate it. We've been singing cheerleader to him for the last hour or so. <laughs> <laughs> no, my point on the goal yesterday, uh, me personally, as I, as I say, I'm a Celtic fan, but I, I think it was hard done by, and I think the goal should have stood. Um, if that's Kyogo going through and goal, and it goes against Celtic, get up in arms about it. And I think Andy just touched on there, Don Robertson clearly thought it was a goal. And why Don Robertson gets called over, I get the laws of the game and stuff but I think if Don Robertson is the official on the, on the pitch who, who he thinks it is a goal then I think if there's not 100% categoric evidence to support that argument then I think the goal should still um, go ahead I don't think that should be called back for a foul mm-hmm. I, I think that should only be a, only be called back if you can categorically state that there is a clear and obvious error and I don't think it was yeah. There's a lack of common sense Barry isn't there in the game now and yeah, and it's so interesting to watch last night, all through uh, today, I watched everybody have a, a difference of opinion. And we're on here, we're giving our opinion. Listen, Terry disagreed with it. Ross is obviously agreeing with it. Um, but listen, it's, it's yeah. finished now. It's, would it have made a difference? Who knows? But um, for me, I thought it was. It was I, listen, I think, it was a shocker, a decision. I, I think where we're going now with this is Rangers have made a big song and dance about it. I think they're making a song and dance about one incident. And I think all the clubs should be concerned about the way we're using VAR. And that, that would be... I think everyone should get on board. What, what are we doing here? This is, a, this is a piece of nonsense that you're trying to sell to us that we're now getting 96% of the decisions correct. No, we're not. No, we're not. Let's debate that. Let's debate how we can use VAR a bit better. I thought it was brought in to improve our game. It's not... And I wanted it to come in. And I, to be honest with you, I just don't like it. And Andy made a point when you went to the VAR meeting. Let the referee go and referee the, the game. Don't get involved unless it's um, something ridiculous. That yesterday for me, when it was a coming together when Dessers has went to close down Lager Bielka. And for me, when I watch it, and I've watched that a number of times now, and it's clear to me it was not a foul. Ross, stay on. We're going to come back to you. Billy's on in Lark Hall, a Rangers fan. Hi, Billy. Hi, Billy. Hi, Hi. Adam, sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> what do you feel? <laughs> well, my, my point is that I think the referee writes the game low because he knows he's got far behind him. So VAR's going to pick up if there is an incident there as far as you know, the, the rules of the game are because he's going to let the game flow. He knows he's going to get pulled back. That's why the standard of referee is dropping. And, I mean, it's a bit like the Dortmund call with Morelos last season, exact same thing. Morelos' foot goes between the ball and the player's foot, and it was called back then as well. Billy, I think you make a really good point, and I think it's a worry. I think it's a big concern. If referees on the field of play are not making calls because they want to rely on VAR, they want to rely on someone else's opinion, I'll... 
I like it. Never mind me. I think the players on the pitch, they want to have a relationship with the referee. They want them to be strong, to be firm, to be fair. Apply the laws of the game. Make your calls. And of course you'll get controversy in football. It happens in every game that you watch at the weekend. And I saw it at the weekend. I was doing Man City Fulham. There was a big call. And I thought the, the referee got it wrong. And then I thought VAR got it wrong. And some people agree with that, some don't. But I think they handle VAR down south better than we do. And uh, that can't be right. We, we've got to be better than, than what we're showing and what we have shown over the last uh, year since we introduced VAR. It's not been good enough. Loads of calls coming in on that. Thank you very much, Billy, for your point on it. Loads of you coming on. 0808 17 17 700. G-A-R. The Go Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Experts in commercial and residential air conditioning maintenance. And more on the game itself and the other matches yesterday coming next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and Andy Walker. Loads of calls coming in just the day after the Old Firm derby. We're going on the lines in a moment or two. Motherwell, joint top of the table. Andy Walker, former Motherwell star, is with us and we've got a few Motherwell fans calling in as well. Let's hear Brendan Rodgers speaking to Sky after the one-goal victory at Ibrox. It was a brilliant win for us. I think uh, I said to the players before the game that you've got to, you've got to come here and play like a man. Even though we uh, we have a very young group, but you've got to come here, 50-odd thousand against you. And uh, you've got to come and, and show that courage. And I thought first half, uh, we were excellent in our football. It broke down a little bit in the uh, in the final third of the pitch. And maybe with a fraction more quality and just a bit more finesse in the last pass, then we, we, we finish it off. Second half, you expect uh, them to come out, being at home and, and under pressure to uh, uh, to get a result. So, uh, but. Second half, we showed the resilience, but also we had three big moments as well where we can finish the game off. And I think it, it becomes tighter because we didn't take those chances. But we're um, so happy for the players. It's uh, it's the first sort of big result that they've had together. You know, we've got half a team virtually not available, really. So for the new guys to come in and, and, and feel what a win like that feels like, then it's, uh, it's, it's a great day for us. Barry, how big a win is that for Brendan Rodgers looking at him and his team? Yeah, it's huge because they've been struggling um, over the last couple of weeks. Um, never seen that result coming last week against St. Johnson. Obviously, they're missing some key players. There's no doubt about it. Carter Vickers and Hitati are, are huge for them. Um, but I thought the game changed after about 20 minutes when Callum McGregor started to gain a bit of control of the game. Um, when, when he starts to go on the ball and dictate um, Rangers struggle to get close to him um, Barry, and I'm, I was, I'm, I was I'm screaming struggling, I'm struggling to understand Callum McGregor such an influential player I'm struggling to understand when he begins to get on top why Rangers don't make an adjustment why someone with a voice someone who's a leader will say hang on a minute we're losing and it I'm not, I'm he's not controlling the manager everything. Andy let, let, somebody on the pitch needs aye, to do that yeah. let's, let's get closer to him mm-hmm. And you yeah. said that pre-match. The midfield, you're watching there to see... Yeah, I think it's the engine room of, of teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and generally, when you look at games, they're won and lost in the middle of the pitch. I know you've got the goal scorers who do the hardest thing in the game, and that's put the ball in the back of the net. But 
I think Callum's been slightly off it if you watched Celtic over the last couple of weeks but after about 15 or 20 minutes he started to gain control of the ball got on it and pop passes about he played a um, pass yesterday and it was yeah. absolutely beautiful but I'm the screaming at the TV it, the curl on it it was tremendous yeah. I'm looking at Cantwell or Raskin who are generally the more forward thinking central midfield players lock on to him see as soon as he gets the ball lock on to him and force him back the way don't allow him time he had 5 and 10 yards at times during that first half to pick his pass and when you let a very good midfielder have time on the ball they're going to do one thing and that's hurt you and that's what he done certainly in the first half. Who, who, who is the vocal guy that plays on the park for Rangers? Uh, who, who, who demands a wee bit more? Who, mm-hmm. who arranges things, organises Good things? Good question. Yeah. I look at the team, I would probably say Connor Golson. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying one player. I need four, five, six players doing that yeah. on a pitch. Andy, from a Celtic point of view, do you see the class uh, of Brendan Rodgers and his tactical noose? Is he a top manager? Looked to be yesterday. Yeah, I've always thought he is and I know that some Celtic supporters will probably never buy into him because of the way he left first time around. And They need to go over that, don't they? Yeah, they need to go over it, but I'm sure some of them won't. But um, yeah, I think he's he's a top-class manager and I think he's got a lot to offer. It'll be interesting just to see when Celtic do become you know, better, they get their, their bigger players, their better players back into the team. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I'm absolutely convinced they will win uh, the league and I think they'll win it comfortably. But, you know, Brendan Rodgers came and said, I want to make an impact in Europe. And I, I think that's the really interesting thing for the Celtic supporters. Celtic have been utterly dominant for the last number of years in terms of winning the title, bar that uh, Stephen Gerrard yeah. title winning the, the COVID year. But... Um, yeah, I think some supporters might not uh, get back on side the way they were first time around. Here's a big Brendan Rangers Rogers. supporter on the line to speak to Barry and to Andy. It's Connor in Cumbernauld. Hi, Connor. Hi, Paul, Barry, Andy. How you doing, guys? Hi, Connor. How you doing, Evening. Connor? Yeah, no bad. Um, so I've got two points I want to make. One about VR and one about Michael Beale. Okay. So first one on the VR point. I... You know, I think the problem with VR is and has been for the 18 months or two years that we've had it, is that it's it's created a lack of strong will amongst the referees to actually, you know, have the courage of their convictions mm-hmm. because only t- on two occasions since VR has been introduced has a referee gone to the monitor and stuck with his original decision. Right. Now, yep. people will debate whether that was right or wrong yeah, in terms sure. of the decisions they made, but at least they were, you know, strong-minded enough to do that. For me, an incident like yesterday in a big game like that Don Robertson has seen that, thought it was fine, and then Alan Muir in VAR has planted that seed of doubt in his head. So before he goes to the screen, he's already thinking, I must have made some sort of mistake here because why else am I being sent to this monitor? Mm-hmm. What I would love to know from Don Robertson is what it was he's seen on the monitor that he doesn't feel he's seen the first time round. Because I agree, by the way, that it's, you know, I think it's the wrong decision, personally. I don't see yeah. that it's a foul because Lager Bielka kicks Dessers and actually if Dessers goes down Rangers get the free kick um, however it is I guess subjective so in that respect I don't think VR should ever have been involved in the first place but why why can't our referees be stronger because it's taken away the onus and responsibility on the referee on the park mm-hmm. to referee it and make his own decisions I'm, I'm, it's okay. so frustrating that we've only seen two referees actually do that 
guys, I think you agree overall. Yeah, I think Connor uh, yeah. probably echoes what so many yeah. fans are thinking. Let's have better, stronger referees in the middle of the park. And yeah, sometimes they'll make a, a real ricket and VAR will be there to the tidy hum- it up. I, I was just about but, to say that, they're only human. Yeah, members. so they'll make a mistake and that's mm. absolutely fine. But let's not just involve someone else's opinion because that's not what VAR was brought exactly. in for. It was brought, it was sold to us, we will correct the clear and obvious errors. Mm. We won't get involved if 50% think it's a foul and 50% think it's not. VAR won't get involved in that. Well, they are, and it's not right. Barry, you completely agree? Yep, I think so. Yeah, yeah. my only issue is when Don Robertson has obviously let the initial foul, which people are calling for, go on, Dessers drives into the box, squares it across, Kmart with scores. My only issue with Don is going to the monitor and how he sees it as a foul. Is that VAR in his ear? Given also, their opinion? It would also be good to hear Yep, it would, course, yeah, that would love be that. that would be very transparent mm. and we could all make up our mind as to what the process is like and you know what what language do they use and who, who's guiding who who's who's telling who but the rugby you can hear about the rugby guys do love that yeah, yeah. but it's like secret it. service don't want to sure doesn't it? they don't want it to happen and you, you you are under the impression that they just look after one another and again, that's not good for the game. It's not good for football. It's not good for referees. And in some ways you can understand it because they take a lot of stick. Referees do. But they do stick <laughs> well, together. I was a player. Yeah. I took a lot of stick. <laughs> I mean, come on. You're doing a great job. You're privileged to be in that position. Yeah. It's your second job, actually. So uh, I'm not having that. Not having it. Connor, who what? would be a referee? Exactly, yeah. But listen, I agree with you. It's too, they're not happy if you question these things. And if it, you know, Connor said it only twice. It totally, I'll, I'll be honest, when yeah. I was playing, mm-hmm. you, you could have a pop at a referee, would have uh, a pop back. Yeah. He'd tell you, like, enough. Mr. Ferguson. But I true. feel now watching modern day football, you don't get that relationship on the pitch. Connor, what's your point about Michael Beale? Yes, my point on Michael Beale, um, quite simply for me. Irrespective of that decision, there is no excuse for that performance for Rangers yesterday. And for me, I think Michael Beale's time should be up because that is him lost every single big game he's been involved in since he got to the club. I understand selling the season, I understand he's brought in players, but how many big games is he getting the chance to blow? Because it's a cup final, a cup semi-final, both against Celtic, two league games that actually matter against Celtic. The only one he won was a dead rubber after the title's already won and the pressure's off you a little bit. Um, in Europe obviously we crash out of the Champions League with a shocking performance midweek as well um, and it just seems to me he, he seems like he's he's not got the ability to go and win these big games um, you're sitting four points behind Celtic and Mullable at this time of the season we're mid-table you know that that's not good enough I'm Barry, sorry but it's no. but Barry what would you say? He's echoing that quite a lot of Rangers fans mm. are questioning Michael Beale about it's when it really matters when the pressure's on that they've struggled to produce the results I'm not talking performance goes out the window it's about getting a result and that's where he needs to stand up and start winning these these games um, so yeah I think he knows he's under under pressure I think it's too early and I've said it and I'll I'll, um, I'll stick to that Paul I think it's too early they've went and let him rebuild bring nine players in 
Um, and I still think he, he's going to get a fair bit of time. Um, how long that is, who knows, but they need to come back, as I said, that off this winter break and they need to, they need to start producing I wins and in Europe and making sure they, they get that first cup and the, the trophy room. I think the important thing you mentioned there, Barry, was that uh, Connor is echoing what a lot, a growing number mm-hmm. of Rangers supporters are thinking. And that's the problem. Uh, for Michael Beale when they, you know, when he rolls up to the next game, this is what Michael Beale said. There's, naturally, it puts a pressure on the team, but there's a pressure plan for Rangers and, and managing Rangers anyway. It's important that we we go on a run. Uh, today is bitterly disappointing. I don't think we deserve the result we got, but it is is what we have, and so it's important that we reassess over the international break and come back stronger. There's a lot of football to be played. Uh, if there's anything to take out of it, it's the fourth game of the season. So there's a lot more football in front of us and Connor you hear what Andy and Barry says that give him time he knows he has to win the League Cup they can't afford any more slip ups what's the point of making the change now when you've invested all that money over the summer well because to me it's not going to improve the reality is how many times has he said that statement oh we'll come back stronger we'll get better we'll work in it he said it after every one of the big games have lost and time and time again that has not happened we've actually actively got worse in a lot of the games um, you know to me you can't have a manager in place regardless of, because look at the players he signed as well and this is a challenge he's having too because nobody's convinced by these signings yet there's not one of them right now that that's that come in in the summer that I look at and think yep yeah, he's been fantastic since he yeah. came in the door the goalkeeper you know, corner Jack Butland well, apart from, yeah. I'm, yeah Butland obviously you're right but the outfield players in terms of Bessers, Lammers, these are guys who, and I come on this very show and, and, and made the point that the, the numbers these guys had as strikers was not good enough. And so far, they are proven to be exactly what they, they were. You know, they couldn't score between them more than, I think, 10 goals over the last few seasons at lower league levels than what they're playing at now. And Michael Beale has said he fancied these guys over somebody like Lewis Palmer, who's obviously gone to Celtic because apparently he wanted to go a different direction. So, that's the challenge for him as well. Connor, I agree with you that obviously things need to improve, but to say time up is now, that, that means you make a change. And when you make a change at Rangers, you need to bring in a manager who will be given some sort of budget to work with. And Rangers have spent their money in this window. And I, I, I don't know I don't know how much money Rangers have got, but... I agree well, with you, he's under a bit of pressure and of course there's pressure every week, you're you're analysed every week in every game and I, I don't see any game changers yet at Rangers but it's too early to be thinking about making a change in my view. Connor, we have to go for the news. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. 
The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 Lots of calls coming in. 0808 17 17 700. Barry, we've got them all talking last night as well. I heard we went viral. And uh, were you getting a bit of stick today? Yeah, Gentle. the fair bit of stick. Yeah. Um, my pom-poms are coming in. Um, get a bit of dance lessons. So, uh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was good. Listen, yeah. he's angry, he's frustrated. I get that. But obviously, he called me a cheerleader, which um, I took offence to. Um, but listen, I was all right, Paul. Um, my kids were saying to me I was calmer on here than I'm in the house so it shows me I've done pretty well or in the office and he and I were going at each other yeah. pre-match series it's never happened exactly. only, try, no, only no. trying to yeah. wind him up yeah, but Paul does he like taking a wind up at time <laughs> and he came back to me do you know what media people are like and, <laughs> I know we don't like, we, we give it out we don't yeah. like taking it Yeah. Well, so listen I respect I'm, my peers yeah. Likewise. So, and that is the thing with uh, Barry and then with you and I worked with you years ago as well. Don't see the colour of the shirt. Go out and say what you think. And well, I know a lot of Rangers fans at times think, Barry, why are you praising Jota or whatever it would be at the time or Kyogo? Yeah, a lot of guff yeah, that. But I mean, I, I've yeah. spoken to a lot of Celtic yeah. fans who think that was uh, that was never a fool for the goal. They wouldn't have, yeah. they would not have wanted that at the other end. It was Celtic's day. They're off now. Um, Barry, is that a good thing? They've got a few days off the Rangers players or is it you're going to stew on it? What do you think? Well, you go away and reflect and make sure you come back into training with your uh, sleeves rolled up, Paul, ready to go because they're, they're under um, a fair bit of pressure from the Rangers fans who are a very demanding set of supporters. But that's the way it should be at a, a big club. Um, and they've been really disappointed this week with, as I, I says about PSV, sometimes you've got to be honest, I thought they were a level up, but th- th- there's a way sometimes that you... You go out, um, a, a Champions League qualifiers, Paul, and I just thought, kind of caved in towards the end. And then yesterday, I thought at times there was some decent stuff, but just that final third, that bit of quality. But that's where a lot of the money's been spent on, Paul. And they're, they're not delivering at this moment in time, but they need to start delivering. A lot of money spent on forward players yeah. and still came our roof and Matondo start. And, and yeah, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I do think Kemar Roof is the best centre forward at the club but you can't rely too much on Kemar Roof at this moment in time because of the injuries he suffered over there you know Barry you're not alone and yet he wasn't in that European squad yeah I know at PSV yeah I know and he, he got brought off and you heard the reaction from the Rangers Oof. fans now then I was thinking you've got a two week break I know you've got to watch what you're doing with Kemar because he's, he's had some real problems but you've got two weeks before the next game against St. Johnson. Good point. Your former top striker has a club at last, Barry. Um, 27-year-old Colombian, Morelos. He's off to Santos, famous name, of yeah, course, in Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. yeah. So what do you make? It took a long time for him to get a club, so he's there until two years' time. Yep, August, end of August, 2025. Yeah, listen, I, I liked him. He scored a lot of important goals at, at Rangers. Um, could they have done more? I think he could have. Mm-hmm. I think there was a, a, a real centre-forward in there. Um, but listen, he lost his way probably the last season. And um, that's maybe the reason why some clubs have, have not uh, took him on, Paul. So, surprised that he, he's not moved to another league. He's obviously went to the Brazilian league and that looks to me if that was the only club that showed real interest in him. Andy, any final thought on Morellas? 
Yeah, but just, just the way it ended for him. I, yeah. I, I thought he was terrific for Rangers, especially in Europe. That run to the uh, UEFA Cup final, scoring a lot of uh, quality goals. And when he was focused, he, he looked like a, a lean striker who was so hungry for goals. And then the, the times when you know Giovanni Van Bronckhorst wasn't picking him. Uh, at times, Steven Gerrard was exasperated with him. And so disappointing that any player just loses their focus when there's so much at stake and so much to play for. Yeah, he had the quality. He was a real handful, Andy. Yeah. See, when he was fit and he was on it, he he, he was... Um, he looked terrific. Yeah, centre-halves mm. must have um, not enjoyed playing playing against him. And I, he scored I, a lot of goals in important games as well. I did a game down south where a manager said, oh, you do all the Scottish games, what do you think of Morelos? And I said, I think he's better than what you've got. And uh, when I asked the manager what, what he thought of him he said we can't trust him because it was the time when he was scoring a lot of goals but he was getting sent off all mm, the time right, yep. and, they, and to be fair to Steven Gerrard I think he uh, helped him be a, yeah. a, a more yeah. disciplined mm-hmm. uh, type of player he always loved that you know physical aspect mm-hmm. of the game getting involved with, with others of a similar st- size or even bigger but there was a time where he, he, he was getting sent off far too often his discipline didn't prove that I'll give him yeah, that yeah. it was just mm-hmm. the, the final year I expected more from him Rangers needed more from him um, but listen it was it looked if he was going to be moving on and it took a, bit, a fair bit of time for him to get a club which I'm surprised about because I, I did like him Paul yeah. Robert's on the line from Castle Milk a Rangers fan Hi Robert good evening Hi panel Hello. Hello. How are you doing Robert? I'm very good how are you? Oh, yep. good, thanks. What are you thinking? What's your point tonight? Uh, well, I've been better. I said that was all good. I've been better, <laughs> yeah, Robert. <laughs> obviously, coming to terms with uh, the result yesterday, but um, I think, you know, the fans calling for Michael Beale to go, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's too early right now. You know, four games into the season, we've still got a League Cup run um, to go ahead, but I do think if you don't win that Cup, then serious questions need to be asked. Yeah, I agree. I've said the same thing, Robert. Um, I think it's far too early, as you've just mentioned there, four games in. Listen, it's been a disappointing start in terms of losing the game at Kilmarnock, obviously going out of the Champions League, and then losing against um, Celtic yesterday. But I'm with you. Um, Listen, people will agree with, people will disagree, but I think with the rebuild that's been on, I I do think you've got to give the manager more time. And, And hopefully... He, he can turn it around and hopefully these new signings can can start to show the reason why Rangers went and paid good money for them it's a lonely place I would imagine Andy big bucks in football management at the top but I wonder who he can turn to yeah he's a he's an inexperienced manager his success has always been as a, a coach he's now got a, a remarkable opportunity at uh, one of the biggest clubs and he, he's he's certainly realising very quickly the demands of you being uh, analysed and dissected every single game you play, every team selection, and questioning this, questioning that. You need strong, broad shoulders. I think if Rangers had more of a, I don't know, more of an identity in how they play, and you could look at some of the game changers and think, well, you know, he's he's doing it, he's doing it. I don't know who's doing it for Rangers. I mean, Tavernier always pops up with a goal. He's been a tremendous right back. Um, is Cantwell a changer? I haven't seen it. I've seen at times that he's been a good player. Raskin, I thought he was a better player last season. 
haven't seen anything this time round. I know it's we're still early into it. And then, of course, all of those forward players that you've seen, they're, they're, they're promising something. But, um, you know, the biggest one was maybe Danilo. He came with the biggest reputation, maybe the biggest fee. But he doesn't play. Uh, I, I don't know what Rangers' identity is. Barry, what about Cantwell, for example? He started well last season. Were you looking for more in the well, last certainly week? Certainly, the, the final three months of the season, he, he was very good. Yeah, I, I want to see more for, from um, Cantwell as well. I, I don't know where he's, his best position. Is it centrally? Is it on the left side coming in? I, I thought he was more effective last season when he played centrally, Paul. Getting up in support, getting into the box. Um, but yep, it's um, he needs to find a role for Cantwell because I, I believe... If he finds that the right role for him, he could be one of the game changers. Robert, who did you give pass marks to yesterday in your team? Um, to be honest, um, lads, absolutely no one. Um, Cantwell, invisible. Front line didn't really offer much. I think Butland, on the whole, very good, but that's, that's, that's all I can really give, to be honest. But give the manager time. Thanks, Robert. Sid's on the line. From Halifax, a Rangers fan. Hi, Sid. Hi, how you doing, fan? Are you okay? Hi, Sid. Yep. Barry, as he said, has been better. What would you say to Barry? Are you backing Michael Beale and your team, or do you think it's time for change? Um, so I want to give a bit more of a balanced opinion that uh, now that dust is settled. Um, I'm not going to call Barry a cheerleader like uh, somebody else did. Um, but I think we do need to give him a bit more time just because if we pull, if we pull the trigger right now, going to end up in an even bigger mess than we're already in. We've done that last year, did it with, with Gio, paid him off a lot of money, pay off Beal a lot of money. Where are we going to, who's going to, who's available that's going to actually come uh, to us? And then what if they're not successful? Are we just going to keep on, it's, it can't keep on happening, do you know what I mean? Barry? Yeah, I, I yeah. think that's a sensible option. You, you've got to give the manager more more time, as I keep saying. He's, he's revamped his squad, he's brought in his own players, Listen, it's not been an ideal start to the season, but again, um, people are going to say they want him away. My opinion is, I think you've got to give him more time, Paul. The, the only thing he's got, well, the only thing, the big thing that he's got to do is he needs to give the supporters and everyone else, he's, he's bored as well, They need to get, he needs to give them something to, to believe in. And that there's a trophy up for grabs in December. And I know we're a couple of months away from that, but uh, Rangers have got Livingston, they've got a semi-final, and then a final to win a trophy. And your league form has to be pretty faultless. You need to match Celtic stride for stride until the next time you play Celtic, and that's going to be at New Year. It's going to be at Parkhead. There'll be no away fans, again, sadly. And I think definitely having no away fans... That affects the atmosphere. I mean, is that backfired? I'm, a, I'm a hearing a lot of Rangers fans yeah. fighting amongst each other, and if there's a, if there's away fans there, I, I don't know if they'd be getting involved in that. There might be a bit of tune and throwing with the the usual banter there. But um, no, I listen. That we've spoken about that. That is that's a great sadness that uh, there's no away fans at, at either ground. But uh, you need to give something. Uh, that the Rangers fans can believe in. And I know that it took a long time for Tommy Burns to, to do that. I mean, I played in a team that was... I think we finished fourth, we finished fifth. But Tommy eventually... Tommy was given a bit of time and eventually got a team together that the fans were beginning to believe in. And there was an excitement and a level of play and it took a bit of time. 
he was given the, the time. I mean, eventually, uh, when he didn't win the, the league title, Fergus pulled uh, the trigger and Vim Janssen came in and, and Celtic took off. And honestly, since then, Celtic have gone from strength to strength. That was a, that was a long time ago. Barry, what do you think is his strongest team? for St Johnson and I heard you earlier maybe hard just now to say but I know that's one of the problems you're not sure Jack Butland yes you know Tavernier yes I'm not going to try and say your team do you know looking at it if Michael Beale said Barry what do you think my strongest team is what would you say to him I don't see them the end day out Paul yeah. but I mean that's a, that's a tough question you would need to give me yeah. give me at least five minutes so I can <laughs> scramble course, it down yeah. I just thought <laughs> but yeah, who, who Andy supports? makes a good point yeah. there I, I think the form of this Rangers team has to be near faultless can I come back in until they, they hopefully get to that cup final I mean I couldn't imagine if they don't get to the uh, the cup final at Hamden because mm-hmm. that, that is a must it's a must Sid you're on sorry yeah um, I was just going to say as well just to add on to that point um this isn't the Celtic of last year under Ange as well. Like, fine, they did they did well yesterday. They came, they took the points and they went and they didn't play that well. But this is not the team of Ange where you think, right, that's it. They're not going to drop any points between now and the next Old Firm game. They, they, they look like it, especially from last week and the other few performances. So, yeah, we, needed, we can't afford to drop any more points and we've got to lift that League Cup. But it's also not one of them situations where you think, well... Celtic are going to win every single game by 3-4-0 or 5-0 yep, so I was thinking the same I, I don't think Celtic are strong but then you've got to remember the quality players that they're missing they've got Carter Vickers mm. to come in Hitati yeah. come in you've got Lewis Palmer mm. who are quality players that will improve that, that starting 11 um, so Rangers really need to be on their metal because um, the, the three players that I mentioned certainly the, the first two for me were Probably Celtic's best players last season. Yeah, Andy. Yeah, yeah, I think so, and I think Celtic will improve once they get their better players back. Once they begin to work with Brendan Rodgers a bit more, there's going to be a different style. Ange Postecoglou was very quick, uh, scored a lot of goals. I, I always remember just the level of excitement that Celtic fans had, looking forward to every game, home and away, because they they really believed in the style of the team big personalities playing you could rely on a whole host of people to to be a game changer and um, I don't see any of that in Rangers at the moment Sid are you in Halifax Yorkshire or Nova Scotia <laughs> no no it's uh, West Yorkshire it still is very nice here but I, I've just moved yeah. from uh, sunny Bears Den so oh, it's sunny uh, in Bears Den today How <laughs> are, you, are you are you still going to get back to the games um, I've actually got a supporters club down here um, to watch the game so that's where I watched it uh, yesterday there's a, a quite a big group of us that go up for and, the game so. and what was the chat afterwards yeah then? I was just about to say yeah. that said, what was the feeling amongst the, the fans down there um, it's pretty much the same I mean believe it or not you probably heard this already but a lot of them we were discussing we were saying this is where you miss um, Morelos and Kent I know they didn't do much the last season but they, they did make a difference in certain big games and especially Kent against Celtic as well. So it's we don't really have anyone that's that's replaced that. And yeah, Morelos didn't do much against them either, but then he still would ruffle the defenders a bit, just, you know, noise them up a bit and sort of get in there. Whereas, you know, Dessers hasn't really I mean, we've not given them much a cha- a chance uh, yet. So that that was kind of what we were all saying. Barry, it's a worry for Rangers. Yeah, I've heard that comment a few times. You go back to the four strikers, our four forward players at Rangers, what I mentioned earlier in the show, Morelos, Kent, Sholak and Sakala. Mm. 
Um, I've been replaced with Dessers, Danilo, Sima, uh, and Lammers. And that's the question. Is that an improvement on last year? You can't say it's an upgrade. Yeah, no. Because we haven't no, seen it. No. No. It could but, be. They could come good. but I would love to say that, but I need to see it. Yeah. It needs to start happening pretty quickly. Sid, thanks very much for the call. Cheers, guys. Cheers, thanks very much. Cheers, Robert, just before you as well, we're going back on the line, some Celtic fans calling in too. 0808 17 17 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 Let's go! We're a long way off where I want us to be. That's the reality. Um, like I said, hopefully after the international break, we'll get some players back. But it's just piecing it all together. You know, we, we've lost important players. There's really, really important players injured. And we have a lot of young players that uh, are finding out what it's like to play a huge club. So um, so whatever the result was today, we, we, we stay calm and we continue to work. But three wins and a draw uh, for the first games in terms of results is, is very good. But from a performance level, uh, we'll get better and better. Gary's on the line from the Gorbals. Good evening, Gary. Evening, guys. How are we doing? Yeah, everyone's fine. Good, Thank you. Uh, how about you? How big was that win for you and for Brendan Rodgers? Yeah, massive. I think you could see the the what it meant to Brendan at the at the end of the game. Obviously, when he uh, when he was shaking hands with, with his uh, colleagues in the dugout, it, you know that was that was a massive, massive game for him to to and especially to go and get the three points. You know, it's now one one defeat in fourteen <coughs> games in the derby. And as I say. I know I was on Friday, I think it was, you know, I, I said that I, I thought we, I felt we were going to get a, a bit of a doing mm-hmm. with, with the defence. And when I seen the team line up yesterday morning, it genuinely kind of confirmed my fears. But do you know what? Like, eating a bit of humble, humble pie, with, especially with Liam Scales, I thought Lagabielka needs a wee bit more work. But yeah. I'm not saying Scales is a, is a defence going forward kind of thing. But obviously, I think to go to Ibrox in a massive game and be as cool as he was... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that was massive for the boy. Well, it's good you've come on. And are you apologising to the Celtic fans for uh, what you thought beforehand, Gary? No, I mean, no. obviously, listen, I, I call it as it is. You I know, know, I'm only I'm teasing. Like him on and, I yeah. could like him on and say, <laughs> we're going to Are you 100% behind Brendan Rodgers and his appointment, Gary? To be honest, at the start, when, when he was appointed, um, I think it was probably the best possible option we could have went for in terms of you know, what he's achieved in the game. and You sound a bit reluctant to get behind him. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm behind him in the sense now that he's here and I'm just getting on with it. But after the whole Ange and Jota thing, because I kind of lost my my heart to to both of them. And, you know, I felt like Ange especially was was going to be here longer than what he was. So I'm kind of reluctant now to to kind of lose my heart to to players and managers now. I, I just want them to come in win games, do the job and, and win, the, win the titles kind of thing. The only, that's, that's it. the only surprising thing for me, Gary, is that it was totally unexpected that Celtic would sell Jota and get £25 million. I mean, it's a tremendous uh, piece of business, this new market yeah. in, in Saudi that's opened up. And the only surprise to me is, you know, Celtic didn't go out and get another striker, get yeah. another mm-hmm. striker, maybe not of note, but just get another striker that... Um, you know, maybe the a statement signing that the the fans could have latched on to. Um, and what no, happens no January? One. Sorry, when they're not available, 
If yeah, no one could have expected Celtic to make that amount of money. Yeah. It was it was something fresh, it was something new, and it was a big disappointment to to lose a player like that, a big personality player. I thought Celtic might have got someone else in, but they obviously feel as though they they have enough. And judging by yesterday when you know that's a you've got to say it's an understrength Celtic side. And yeah. they went to the most difficult venue and won. So I think it says a lot about the word that we uh, Barry was using earlier, it says a lot about their mentality. Mentality. Gary, stay with us. Stuart's on the line. We're big in Halifax, number one for Glasgow in the West and in <laughs> Halifax as well. Stuart, a Celtic fan, do you know Sid? <laughs> I don't know. I just heard him on earlier and it prompted me to give him a call. Why? So I'm lived in Halifax, a Celtic fan. What do you... Uh, how you doing, lads? You okay? All yep. good, Stuart. Yeah, fine, thank you. Stuart, what's on your mind? I've got to be honest. Yesterday, I always watch it with a couple of Irish guys down here. And when I seen the lineup, I, I texted them and I said, I'm not coming out to play. <laughs> <laughs> I stayed in, I felt the worst, I feared the worst. And I watched it with behind the couch pretty much the whole game. So get, to get out of there 1 0 was just incredible. Are you a big so Brendan Rodgers fan, uh, Stuart? See, if he's managing Celtic, my club, then I'm behind him 100%. Good for that's, you. That's any manager, uh, any player, any any manager. They've got my back in all the way. This is what the manager said about Liam Scales afterwards. Yeah, I thought he was outstanding. Liam, Liam's a guy that he's obviously spent a lot of time out from the club. But what I can rely on, mate, he's a warrior. And I thought when he had to be stood up, he, he won his headers, he defended, he was brave. And uh, and that's what you have to be at times. Like I said, first half our football, some of our combination play was really good. We played through very, very well and connected the game uh, but away to a big rival and any time I've ever won here you've, you're always going to have periods where you uh, you have to defend and the players were, were magnificent at that What about your captain what would you say Callum McGregor? See watching him he was just when he's on the ball he, they just gave him too much time it's, I've heard in a few uh, podcasts and a few shows nobody was getting about him so he was able to sort of dictate play for the middle and uh I don't know, he was just he was brilliant yesterday. But I think when he's playing good, the rest of the team around him play good as well. What did you make of the big decision that Rangers fans are complaining about the first half, the the VAR eh, disallowed goal? What did you think, Stuart? See, when I watched the Man City game, did you see the penalty? He was there. I was covering that game, ah, so you were there, I saw actually. it, yeah. So how can one be given and one not be given? So, I mean, if I was a Rangers fan, I would be up as well, to be honest. Uh, I'm going to take it. But, you know, I thought they were quite similar decisions, weren't they? Yeah. And what about... Uh, I'm I'm always keen to, to see what Celtic supporters think of, um, you know, this season and Celtic going into Europe. Brendan Rodgers has already made a... You know, a, a statement that he wants to improve Celtic in Europe. What did you think of the draw, Stuart? And how do you think Celtic will go on? See, when I when I saw the draw, I was actually I think it was about the best draw we could hope for. Um, but I, I, I've got a feeling this season we'll do a typical Celtic and sort of stumble at the end. So we can only hope that they're going to strengthen up front and maybe a goalkeeper next season. Get bank the money and get another couple of transfer windows and then really give it a go. A typical Celtic barrier is about the way that all the fans feel about the Scottish clubs these days in Europe. We've almost kind of chucked it. 
<laughs> yeah, but listen, it comes down to finances, Paul. Some of the yeah. clubs you're coming up against, the money that they can pay in terms of transfer fees and, and salaries that the Scottish teams you know that cannot Royal, com- Royal compete Antwerp with that. got into the Champions League. That's true. Guys, can I just yep. ask one thing yep. before I go? Go on. Is anybody is anybody called to see if that guy in Saturday's all right? <laughs> I, I mean he's been on before Derek and he went right off the, and I was slightly worried about his blood pressure <laughs> being of that vintage where you have to watch the blood pressure but yeah we'll check for you how he is <laughs> All right, right. Worry, thank check. you very much cheers Stuart Gary thanks for staying on there this is what your manager said afterwards about that moment of magic from Kyogre yeah it was a brilliant finish I think firstly it's something that we spoke about with the players that even though when you're a technical team and you, you have to be able to do the dirty stuff and it comes from a long ball Matt O'Reilly wins the, the header, puts him through, and then it's an unbelievable finish against uh, Jack Butlin, who's a really good goalkeeper. So um, but he had a few moments. Then he was in 1v1 in the first half as well. Uh, looked like he was going to score. He had a moment in the second half. So even when he's not involved, he's such a threat to the goal. And uh, you know, like I say, second half, we, 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 we broke away into the spaces really well, attacked the spaces, but just, uh, just like that finishing touch. And... Jack Buckman made a great save off of um, Abada. So, uh, so, yeah. Gary? Yeah, I think on, just touching what Brendan said, obviously, you know, in terms of, I thought it was a, it was a great finish. Um, Kyogo's got that in his locker. He, he can finish from kind of all angles and all ranges. It was, it was great to see him, obviously, touching on Matt O'Reilly's um, assist for the goal, you know, because it, it, it very much reminded me of, I'm trying to think the cup final it was. It was Lustig. I think it was one of the Hearts Cup finals when Lustig like strained every muscle in his neck to header the ball forward for for Edward. It was at the time, and and it reminded me very much of that that goal kind of thing when Matt O'Reilly headed it through for Kyogo. And as you say, Butland kept them in the game yesterday for for long spells. And as I say, like you know, he just gets his laces through it, a bit of swaz on it. And there's, there's Celtic fans that saying obviously Kyogo is the best since Larson. Um, I would say he's the most prolific since Larson. I, I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm kind of edgy about um, labelling him as good as Larson yet. Barry, what would you say? What kind of money would it be for Kyogo? I don't know, but he's nowhere near Henrik Larson. No. <laughs> yeah. But he's, sure. he's a top player. Yeah, he, he has, listen, he's, um, his goal scoring record speaks for itself. Um, what would he be worth now? I mean, he signed a new long-term contract. I mean, I'm sure Celtic will look kind of Kieran Tierney kind of money. Um, but for me, listen, he's he's a game changer. That's what he is. Um, I thought there was nothing really in the game yesterday. Both teams missed chances, um, but he came up with the the real bit of quality in the game and I thought he had a real quiet game as well he missed a couple he of he does that a lot Barry I he think does, quiet that, game that's a sign of a top player a top take, centre forward takes his chances and you mentioned that they are the game changer he's not the only one you know a badder can come up with moments and has done in this game and you've got I don't know well obviously Carter Vickers didn't he play but he's come up with a big moment Celtic have got players who rise to the occasion and it's always a big occasion when you play Rangers and yeah, that's the big difference just now in the the squads and the starting eleven. What I was happy with points in the game was he's coming so deep away into the central midfield area. You're happy, keep him there. But see when he plays in the shoulder, he's a danger. Thanks, Gary, for the call. Next up, George. Good evening. Big Rangers fan in Bathgate. Hi, George. How you doing, boys? All right? 
Yeah, good, yep. good George. What are you? How are you feeling after yesterday? Terrible, rubbish. Is that what you want me here? Normally, I come on here and I say oh, I'm living the dream and that, but nah, look, it is what it is. And by the way, I can poke a coming on and moan about the decision. Some you win and some you didn't. It's as simple as that. I we were up bouncing about and um, thinking we'd got to go. I think it was a poor decision, but at the end of the day, it's one of the ones. But I was about to speak to Barry. I mean, uh, I heard some doing last night calling Barry a cheerleader. I've never laughed so much in all my life here, but. Uh, but I think I think that the managers um, still got time at Barry. I mean, four games into a season is absolutely crazy for anybody to say. Like, I can't even there last season, but this is now his squad. Uh, focus lot on the big boy Besser. Me personally, I think the big boy's got to keep coming again by that. But he looks all right and he's quite powerful, quite strong. Um, and I mean, you actually look at his numbers. I think he scored a couple of European goals, set up a couple of European goals. I think he's got a couple of uh, goals. So he's actually started to uh, hit the mark now. But this is a new team. It's not just a couple of new players coming in. It's a new team you've built. So it has got to take time. But for, when you go back to the bit where somebody was saying to you about getting rid of the manager, Barry, I think the first thing you should maybe try and be, and me personally, this is me going over to pee in your leg and tell you it's raining, but I think you should go up to Ibrox, Barry. And I, we need somebody like you at, at Ibrox, Barry. And I can't reason now why they wouldn't take somebody like you at Ibrox because you'd probably be a, a bit of a... Um, can, at the end of the day, if any, any manager left, you'd be the one that would be getting the job in that. So I think we need somebody like you. It doesn't have to be Barry Ferguson, but somebody like you, Kevin Thompson or somebody like that, that knows what it means to win, knows what it means to play in these big games. Because even the players going after that part yesterday and walking around and clapping, I don't think they really understood what it actually means to lose an all for them again, Barry. Um, and that's something we need to get pumped into them straight away. It's not the manager, it's the players, I, I, I feel. Well, first I'll go on, I'll go on with uh, about Dessers. One thing you can't fault the big man about is his effort. I think he, he gives it everything. It's just I want to see a bit more quality where it really matters, George. And that's inside the 18-yard box. Now I know he's got to get a bit of... Um, he's got to get crosses, deliveries into the box. Um, but listen, he, he's done okay so far, but I need to see more. Um, and with Michael Beal, listen, I, I've said it, um, I said it yesterday, and I've not changed my mind. I still think you've got to give the guy time it's a new team it's a new squad guys are, are um, still finding their feet but there comes a stage where they need to get um, they need to get playing and they need to get producing the goods um, quickly and that means that first game back after that international break they need to make sure they're coming back firing in all cylinders it's a lonely place being a manager though it isn't is, it listen but yeah. he knows that I, listen yes. Michael Beale's been here before he knows it all falls on his shoulders. Listen, I believe the players have got to take a bit of responsibility as well. But I get the manager coaches them. I get the manager picks the team. Sometimes I think players get away with it a wee bit. They've got to, as I said, Paul, they've got to hold a bit of responsibility and take responsibility when they go on that pitch because the managers can't hold their hand when they cross that white line. They've got to do something about it. But listen, I still think you've got to give them that time to to see if this team can gel and become a trophy winning team because they're badly needing trophies. And what is that team, George? I said to Barry a wee while ago and we're going to get it before the end of the programme. I know there isn't a game for a couple of weeks but if you were choosing the Rangers lineup for the St. Johnson game and you know there are no injuries as far as we know. George, who would you put in? We haven't seen Danilo, not really. 5.8 million. Seema was brought in Lammers. You know the players better than anyone. What would you do what would you change? 
Well, see, the thing is, see that team that played yesterday, I actually said myself uh, before the game, I, was, I can't believe we paid £6 million for a substitute, mm-hmm. £5.8 million. I yeah. can't believe yeah. we've done that. I mean, that's, a, yeah. that's crazy for me. Yeah. Um, but I personally honestly think that uh, I'm, I'm not going to come on here yesterday, the noon and say, oh, hey, before that game yesterday, I knew it was the wrong team. I thought it was the right team yesterday, and that's my honest opinion, uh, apart from Danilo. So I'm not going to turn around and say that. Um, I thought the team was the right team that played yesterday. I think we maybe played um, Cantwell in the wrong position yesterday. A couple of times he looked like he was playing at uh, left back and things like that. So I'm not one of these guys that said, oh, I, I told you so. Yeah. I think it was the right team yesterday. And I think we have got the makings of a good team there, Paul. I genuinely believe that. How do you get to that, though? Because he's not got time. Whatever happens, he can't afford to lose at St. Johnson. It has to do, you've got Real Betis in a few weeks as well. I know that's a different tournament, absolutely. You've got the League Cup games coming via play, and that could be the golden ticket for him. But I'm just wondering, what is the best Rangers lineup, given that we're, what, eight, nine, ten games into it, not the league season, all the matches they've played, the qualifying... Butland, yeah. Tavernier, Ghost yeah. and Suter, Barisic, Raskin, Jack, Fuentes, Cantwell just in front of them with Danilo and Dessers up front. There you go. Right. So you're going for so Danilo So some of the big Dessers. signings are in that team. Yep. Andy, what do you think of that? That's. I, I wouldn't uh, disagree with what Barry's said there, but, you know, with the new players, they just uh, you just need to see more. And, you know, you, you need to get to a position where we well, can't do without him because he's in great form. He gives you everything. And I think Michael Beale is still looking for those little combinations, those understandings, those uh, players that can come up with a with a goal or two or a special moment, a good assist, a, a bit of really good play. And you just haven't seen it yet. George, so what do you think is going to happen? League Cup as a minimum, the silverware for you? That's, that's, not, even, that's not even acceptable for me. Like, and that's no... I heard Andy Walker saying earlier on that he was in a Celtic team that never win and eventually win a cup. I mean, that's no, that's no got to be acceptable. You can't only win a uh, League Cup after the money we spent. I think we spent 13 or £14 million. Um, so I should be, definitely be expecting to win the League Cup. But uh, I would like to think that we're going to come back after the international break and we've got to hear a challenge for Celtic because I don't think they're in any great shape. I'm not saying they're a poor team on the flat, but I don't think they're in any great shapes. Um, and I honestly think we need to qualify for... Uh, Europe as well so for me right now I'm still going to the league I'm still going for a cup and I'm still having want to run in Europe so I don't think the season's anywhere near done yet um, I think it's hard for us to take the beating yesterday we got because I think goals change games I think the goals should have stood um, but no, nah, I'm still quite positive I think we go to the international break and I think we, we kick on and uh, give the manager and the players the back in the reserve and hopefully win some games Thanks George the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 Let's go! So many calls coming in tonight. We haven't got to some of the other games that saw Motherwell, for example, go joint top of the table. Their one-goal victory over Hearts. Callum Slattery, Andy, you saw... I know there's some controversy there, but what about Motherwell this season under Stuart Kettlewell? Yeah, they can only throw away that Champions League spot. <laughs> they are in there with Celtic yeah. and, uh, you know, they've shown consistency. In all honesty, what a tremendous job Stuart Kettlewell has done uh, for that club since he came in because there was a real fear that they could get relegated and obviously he gave them such a lift last season. You wondered where the goals would come from. They lost Kevin yeah. Van Veen and uh, they've got a number of goal scorers now they're spreading it around and crucially they're, they're getting wins to go away to Tynecastle, one of the most difficult venues especially for, for Motherwell um, get all three points 
absolutely tremendous. I'm, I'm sure they'll go on and, well, I hope they'll go on and finish in the top six. And what a good goal. What, what a, a really good, good Blair Spittle with yeah, a yeah. slide rule pass and Slattery with a, with a brilliant finish. And, and, and that's another thing. The linesman gave it offside. You yeah. actually stop it. It's a yard, two yards mm-hmm. onside. But I've seen his record, I think, since he's come in. He's had 40 points. And Celtic have had 42 points. Wow. Since he's come into the job. He's done a brilliant, brilliant. job there. Absolutely brilliant. Going to go back in the lines in a second or two. We've got Hibs fan on and we've got news tonight. It looks as though the new manager could well be Nick Montgomery. He's the former Sheffield United yep. player. Former yeah. Blade. Fact, yeah. Mm-hmm. A blade, same as you, Andy. And Barry, you played against him, yep. I think. Yeah. So he is, I think, set, he's set Chirio to Central Coast Mariners and he looks to be on his way to take the Hibs job. Here's a Hibs fan on the line, Darren. Good evening, Darren. Good evening, good evening, lad. Hi, Darren. So, Darren, what are you thinking? That looks as though you're a new manager. Although, David Gray, what a job at the weekend winning at Aberdeen. Yeah, fantastic. Obviously, when Lee Johnson got that. Mm-hmm. Now, we were never going to beat Villa because Villa have got such a bigger budget than we do. Mm-hmm. But how come Lee Johnson lost 5-0 Grace took over and we only lost three now away to Villa and a hard ground to go to. Sure. Well, the, I think when you look at the lineup from Villa at uh, Easter Road, it was our strongest team. They'd already won the the tie, uh, Darren. And um, and then the, the second leg, I mean, there were still good players, but certainly wasn't the strongest team that uh, Villa put out. But I was up in Aberdeen yesterday Hey, Darren, I thought Hibs were really good. I thought uh, Martin Boyle was terrific, Ellie Ewan. And I think, um, you know, to turn to the bench and bring Dodge on, bring Adam Lafondra on, and both of them get a goal, uh, they were well worth their victory yesterday. And uh, I, th- I thought it was a, a really good performance. Yeah, but, they've got game changers, Hibs. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. You just mentioned the, the two, Ewan and, and Boyle. Boyle, for me... I mean, getting them yeah. back for, what, half a million pound, they, they, they got them back for that. I've always liked Boy. I think he's got better wage. And then you bring on the two experienced guys who have been about the game for a long time. They know where the back of the net is. i never seen that result coming, but that just tells you that the changing manager was needed. Um, and they were desperate for the three points, Hibs. Though, honestly, there was a different level of commitment, I think, uh-huh. from the Hibs players. I mean, I've seen Hibs before this season. Saw them at um, Fir Park. Oh, they were awful. Motherwell beat them deservedly. It was 2-1. Looks close in the end, but Motherwell well worth it. And I just thought there was a something about them yesterday. I think they were playing for the manager, interim manager, David Gray. And I think they just, I think they were glad of the change, the players. Darren, good call. Thanks very much. I think you're calling in there from Edinburgh, from the East. Good to have you here on the Go Radio Football Show in Glasgow. Derek is on the line from Knightswood. It's another Derek, a Rangers fan. Good evening. Good evening, panel. I just phone in. He's got to go. He's absolutely got to go. I'm fed up by Michael Beale. Who? Absolutely fed up. Oh, Michael Beale. Yeah. So, Derek, it's a different Derek tonight. Um, why? It's only four league games in. He's been here since November. What has he done? The final the semi-final and every meaningful game against Celtic. Yeah, that, that's the frustration with, with, 
what Derek's just mentioned there, it's when games, when the high pressure games come around, that's where the Rangers team have, have struggled. But Derek, I, I disagree. I, I think you've got to give them time. You've went and let them go and sign a, a number of players and obviously changed the, the, the squad about and um, spent a fair bit of money. And understand with yesterday's game, there's a lot of anger about the place. But my opinion is, I think you, you've got to give um, Michael Beal and this squad um, a bit more time. Hopefully, go on and, and go on a run. I'm talking five, six games domestically. Go and do something in Europe. Go and have some good results at home. And then, obviously, make sure you progress for the quarterfinals into the semi-final. And then, hopefully, get that, that League Cup in the bag. Have you been a bit surprised though, Barry, how many Rangers fans are so unhappy with Michael Beale? It's just the way it is, Paul. Mm. I've been involved in teams where when we've had a few um, iffy results, um, I've not been playing well. That's just the, the, the way it is, I'm afraid. And this group of Rangers players need to get to get used to it. There's players that are already there know the scenario that they're demanded to win trophies, but they need to produce better performances and it needs to come around very quickly as soon as this international break's finished Paul I'm expecting an angry Rangers team going up to make their part I'm not talking about an angry team that'll go out and kick people but determined to go and make sure you put three or four past them and then hopefully that'll build a bit of confidence hopefully the new players that, are, that have come in or maybe get a goal or two and then um, start winning more games of football Andy what would you say to Derek and you made a good point in the first hour about what would they do just now anyway? They've, they've invested in Michael Beale's team. Yeah, you have to give him a bit of time, but the, the pressure there is that these players that he's brought in, um, I'm sure uh, Michael Beale approved them all, whoever the recruitment staff are, it, it, it's on them. And they've spent a lot of money. Uh, I, I don't know the individual prices for each player, but... You look at someone like Danilo, who should have been the... When you've paid big money for him, you'd think he would be in immediately. You'd think he would show something immediately. But he hasn't. He's in and out of the team, and he looks as though he's got something, but he doesn't start games. And, you know, whenever Celtic want to play a big game where you need someone to rely on, you play Kyogo, because he'll get you a goal. And that's what Rangers need to find. They need to rely on someone... Previously, it was Alfredo Morelos. He would always get you a goal. Uh, I don't know who will get Rangers a goal just now. What about Danilo? Derek, uh, sorry. See, see, yeah. I would fully expect Danilo to start the game mm -hmm. at McDermott Park. Because um, he is the, the, the marquee signing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's a player in, I've seen in signs in so many games, but I need to see that on a more consistent basis. But um, they, they need to start coming good because the Rangers fans are are angry and frustrated, Paul. Um, just like Derek just now. I understand that. The players have got to understand that, that the, the fans are not happy. So the only way to get them back on side is start winning football games. Derek, are you changing your mind when you hear what Barry's saying? Absolutely. I don't see the point of game time when he's been in the job for nearly a year. I just, I just don't see where we're going. So who, who, who's next then? You, you've made the change tomorrow. Who are you going after and what budget are you going to give them? Well, that's not the point, is it? The point is if he hasn't done enough, so it's not about who you get in, it's about get him out before he tarnishes it even there. He should 
a cup final, a semi final, and a game at Ibrox yesterday in front of fifty thousand against a weak Celtic team. Listen, no one's disputing and, that, but we're asking you where you go next. What's your answer? In terms of the new manager? Yeah. That's up to the board, isn't it? You would say Van Bronckhorst was wrong, you'd say Bill was wrong, so you need to get it right, don't you? But the problem if you make a change you now, mm. you can't change your squad. Yeah. Windows closed. Oh, Windows that, closed. Yeah. That That's the problem you've got, Derek. All right, Derek, sorry, on you go. I think we're in the same position as last year, where the recruitment's wrong, there's no style, we've been embarrassed in Europe again, and the only fortune, the, the good thing is that Celtic are as good this year as they were last year, but I don't think. Does this squad or team not give you any confidence whatsoever, Derek? Or is it I'll just the manager? Is it just the manager? Both. I want, I, I want the captain away because I look at them two, two trophies. How many trebles have they won in the last six years? Yeah, the, the good news is Celtic will improve, Derek. But you're going to push him over the edge, Andy. <laughs> Come on. Listen, we have run out of time. Derek, thanks for that call. So many have been on tonight. Yeah, there's a lot of frustration sure. in there, Paul. There is yep. clear that the, the Rangers fans are, are not happy. Um, so Rangers need to start producing performances. Mm. They need to start winning games. And that's the only way you're going to get them back on side. Um, but I, I'll make it clear, what, and I'll stick to what I said yesterday and today, I think it's far too early for the manager to, to go. Mm. I think you've got to give them time. Here's what Michael Beale said to Sky afterwards about that VAR decision after, what, 20, 28 minutes or so. No, I'm not going to chase after refs or, or fourth officials. they got a job to do. It's hard enough. But when I've watched it back there, the boy pulls his leg back and he's a lucky boy because Cyril puts his foot in on the floor and the boy kicks the back of him. So I think when you go to VAR, that had to be what they spoke about. And um, So I'm disappointed. Listen, after that, there's a lot of football to be played. We shot ourselves in the foot the moment we scored, uh, conceded the goal because there was no need to concede a goal like that. It's a big error from us. It's not like we've been opened up. It's just a, an isolated moment. And in the second half, we get in front of... Joe Hart on a couple of occasions and should do better. We have big moments when the pressure's in our favour. So it's disappointing. We'll have to go away and and pick the bones out of the last week. It's been a, a hugely disappointing week for everyone associated with the clubs. I feel for the fans because they've been behind us this week and pushed and pushed today and they haven't got the, 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 the results or performances they deserve. I thought second half today we really pushed the game. But Again, we're missing chances and conceding poor goals, which is not a good sign right now. Here's what Brendan Rodgers said about the disallowed goal. Yeah, I thought, firstly, I thought Gus was slow on it and we needed to make a better angle for him and that's why he probably stayed on it a little bit longer. Um, but when you see it back, he's, he's clipped him and obviously we, we get the moment uh, go our way. So, um, But up until that point, we were in control, so I'd have been really disappointed if we conceded at that moment. But... Um, but like I say, he's, uh, he'll learn from that as a really young player that uh, you can't dwell on it. You've got to see the pass and be clean and get out of the way. And his final comment about where his team is now. Well, we're a long way off where I want us to be. That, that's the reality. Um, like I said, hopefully after the international break, we'll get some players back. But it's just piecing it all together. You know, we, we've lost important players. There's really, really important players injured. And we have a lot of young players.
that uh, they're finding out what it's like to play a huge club. So, um, so whatever the result was today, we, we, we stay calm and we continue to work. But three wins and a draw uh, for the first games in terms of results is, is very good. But from a performance level, uh, we'll get better and better. Barry, your final thoughts? Oh, and overall, just at the end of it, we <laughs> had the two managers. I know, where do we start yeah, again? I, I was just listening get, to him yeah. when you put Michael Beale on. Yeah. I, I get, yeah, they did push. Um, but just thinking back, Joe Hart had three saves in the second half. Matondo, the one where he, he palmed it out. The one with Danilo that Andy mentioned earlier on. And remember, Lammers took it round yeah. him. And, but if you're pushing to try and get back into the game, you need to make Joe Hart work even harder than that. You need to make the Celtic defenders defend for their lives. Yep, there was a few balls into the box, but at the end of the day, the quality just wasn't good enough. And that's the thing that is frustrating the Rangers fans. <clears throat> the Celtic fans, one of them was on earlier, he said he was behind the sofa watching it, but he was yeah. happy at the end of the day. Yeah, and I think he reflected a lot of Celtic supporters who just wondered what Celtic would come up with at the weekend because the last couple of games they hadn't scored a goal, they'd lost to Kilmarnock, they'd home draw against St Johnson, which brought a lot of uh, uh, abuse towards the players and Brendan Rodgers, but they showed that they can handle the big occasion. Um, and you know Liam Scales was terrific I thought the game suited him because you know Celtic sitting deep and balls coming into the box that's his game going to be going to meet headers be strong clear your lines and uh, I hope he gets a lot more game time now because it'll be a big test when you know the recognised ones come back that's it from us. Thanks to everyone who called. Thanks, Paul. Especially Halifax. We had them. Rangers yeah, fan, Celtic yeah. fan. Hopefully get an invitation down soon. Yeah, night out in Halifax. Excellent. Thanks so much. And tomorrow night we'll tell you more about you could be winning £250 at Alea. That's it from us tomorrow night. John Hartson and Stephen McGinn will be here at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 Let's go! Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps we offer bespoke solutions for a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation available until 30th September 2023